After a four-year absence, 2023 will mark the return of one of the biggest sporting events Ireland athletes can participate in. After being postponed in 2021 due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the Ireland Games make their comeback this summer in Guernsey from the 8th to the 14th of July. Preparations here are now underway for this major event and, in charge of making sure Isle of Man athletes and staff can make it there, is the Ireland Games Association of Man. So, as the road to Guernsey begins, I caught up with Jill Jellings and Gary Jakeman from the organisation to find out how those preparations are going. Good, good. This sort of uh, We've obviously had a long time to sort of get towards this, that, that there was somewhat of a lull because of Covid, but uh, we're back, back doing it all again. There's a lot, there's lots to do, but it's going very well indeed. Gary, just on that, the fact that we have had to wait, these were originally scheduled for a couple of years ago, called off because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Has changing things around brought up any challenges of its own or has it been quite straightforward to adapt to this later date? I would say no, because in the first instance, we went to Guernsey three years ago and thought we had it all sorted out. And then COVID happened and it was all put back in the melting pot. So we had to literally start again from scratch. So what are the things that you've been undertaking so far? You said you've started from scratch. What are the sort of things that, as we speak now, you've been able to, to get in place with a few months to go? As far as travel's concerned, we're using Orany, which is the Guernsey State uh, Airline. We have an ATR because they have limitations on their runway. So we've chartered three ATRs, basically. It's the same plane, just rotating three times in a day. And Jill, the fact that these are coming back after this enforced break, uh, the, the Ireland Games are you know, are seen as a, a big deal for the Isle of Man and for those who take part. So just how big is this year going to be for the Isle of Man, I guess, do you think? I can't underestimate the sort of the importance of Ireland Games for, for the Isle of Man and for the other islands that have been involved. We've, we've got about 250 participants. And if you think about the numbers that are aiming towards that, I reckon there's about 1,000 people on the island at the moment who are sort of aiming for a place in the team and it's so important as far for the development of of a sport generally it's and it's a wonderful thing to be involved with i love it and gary the fact that jill's just said there there's around 250 people involved and up to around a thousand it's believed could be in contention the fact that the isle of man has got so many athletes that can push for this level already it makes the job so much harder to select for the team managers i guess but it must be great from your side of things to see so many manx athletes coming through and being ready for this level that's fabulous for me, you know, to go, go to Guernsey and watch the Isle of Man athletes perform is just the icing on the cake. A lot of hard work before it, you know, we're there to support them while they're in Guernsey, but to actually watch them is fabulous. And Jill, for some of these athletes, the, the Ireland Games, as has been the case in years gone by, has been a bit of a debut on the international stage, particularly for some of the younger athletes who may be looking to go into bigger competitions as they get older. How important an experience is it for these young athletes to, to, to get this platform? Um, I was speaking some time ago to a lady from um, from Scotland who was preparing a sort of a, a Commonwealth Games team, and she was saying they had great difficulty in actually giving the experience to their young athletes of what it was like to actually go to a multi-sport event where you're in a different place you've got a, a, a fixed timetable you're working all of the time having that experience for anybody who is likely to go on to anything a, sort of more more extensive and as far or more important in the in their eyes as far as uh, competition is concerned it's it's, a, it's almost invaluable Gary just on that point there when you look at maybe other nations such as England Scotland Wales etc huge pools of athletes to choose from but the Isle of Man as we've already heard from yourselves has the quality of athletes to perform at this level but the fact that that is more condensed I guess that field of athletes available does that maybe play into the Isle of Man's hands that it makes it 
not easier necessarily, but you've got a much more focused idea of who could be getting involved and who should be involved. Not sure, really. I mean, I mean that the number of people involved in sport on this island is phenomenal. And they all want to perform to the best of their ability. And they see the Island Games as a serious stepping stone to Commonwealth and, in some cases, the Olympics. So, Jill, just taking a look at um, some of the sports involved, for those who don't know already, just uh, how many sports have we got involved and which ones are they in Guernsey this year? Right. Okay, I have to go through this uh, alphabetically as well. So we've got archery, athletics, badminton, basketball, cycling, football, golf, sailing, shooting, swimming, table tennis tennis and triathlon there is also lawn bowls but we don't have a team for for that from the Isle of Man just having a look at maybe the participants that have been confirmed so far compared to say previous years where does it the Isle of Man rank in terms of how many are going this time around is this one of the highest total of Manx athletes we could see at the Ireland Games this year we're usually around 250 uh, I think actually we we did expect the numbers to have fallen um, because it's going to be very expensive to go to to Guernsey this sort of just the cost of the accommodation there is, is hotels and this is um, compared sort of they had hoped to have a, a tented village but it was not appropriate for the athletes to do that so we've it's an ex- and we expense, expected the uh, the numbers to drop because of that but so far we're, we're, we're still at that but they're not paid for the hotels yet <laughs> but that must say a lot about um, not just the athletes themselves but the support networks around them whether it's uh, family friends or the sporting organizations that Yes, there are these challenges around cost and logistics, but they are still being backed anyway. That says a lot about the community spirit to get people involved in these games, doesn't it? Absolutely. We we don't get involved in the individual sports, um, their sponsorship. We leave that to them because they, they're far better to do it themselves. And there is, there's, it varies according to sort of some, some sports have particularly ones where they've got youngsters involved, um, athletics and gymnastics when it's actually there, there is a big sort of push from family and friends to try and uh, gain sort of sponsorship for that. But we also get sort of sponsorship from the Isle of Man government, which we need to sort of stress is is really important to us and, and is valued by all of our athletes. And Gary, just coming on to the broader subject, I guess, of the challenges of the, the cost and logistics side of things, there is a lot of sacrifice is a strong word, but there are a lot of uh, financial hurdles to go through, whether it's yourselves as organisers and athletes and so on. How do you get around that on a day-to-day basis? Because there, there will be difficulties for some athletes who are good enough to be involved, but maybe financially it's just, it, it's tough. Yeah, and we hope they all find a means to, to, to get there. Because, you know, the benefits to their development will be immense. We run this on a shoestring. You know, the funding, most of it is paid for by the competitors. This year, it's more than double what they pay to go to Gibraltar, which, you know, is a lot of money. I would imagine you, you'll know this maybe of, of speaking with previous uh, other associations maybe in the past, but this isn't a problem that is exclusive to the Isle of Man. This must be something that's facing all the different island nations that are taking part in the Games this year. I would think so. Um, I mean, everyone is struggling for cash, especially at government levels. I've not been in contact with many of our colleagues across the islands because I missed the meeting in, in July. Jill went to that one. I'm sure you might have some feedback on that, on how they're doing. It was a bit difficult to tell at that point because we hadn't organised which accommodation we were going to go in and that's a major part of, of the costs and because it was at that point left to the organising committees to sort of sort it all out. We didn't really know what sort of the cost was going to be so it, it was not It was more concerned about making sure we got into sort of accommodation that was, was hopefully suitable for ourselves. That brings me on to the 
right onto the subject you've just gone into there, accommodation. Now, obviously, Guernsey, it is a small place. There's going to be a lot of demand around the games, whether it's in terms of athletes and staff being there or family and friends will want to be going to watch as well. And just how difficult has that matter been in terms of getting accommodation sorted? You've got about 3,000 people going onto an island for one event for a week. It's a major logistical problem. And Guernsey are doing absolutely everything they possibly can to sort of make that happen. We're doing what we can to make it happen. And it, it is a wonderful thing to be involved in. So the, the work put in is, is, is more than welcome. And coming back onto the games themselves, we've talked about the benefits to, to athletes and a, a platform that it can be for their development. But just from your side of things in terms of you know, the atmosphere of it, there's a really positive atmosphere always around the games. Yes, competitive, but positive as well. I mean, what do you think makes the Island Games special in that sense? It's just wonderful. I just I can't say anything other than it is a fabulous, friendly, exciting. Impo- it's just it is it's marvelous. I love I love being involved. I'm so lucky to have been involved with with it all. It, I, I remember when I was in in Bermuda at the end of the games. There, there was a, a table tennis player. I, I can't remember his name, but the look on his face was just so full of joy. Oh, it was just wonderful, and that that typifies that in games as far as I'm concerned. Further on to that, it's not just about sport. It's getting to know different people from different islands, getting to know their cultures. I remember standing up in front of a large group of sportsmen and women saying, you're going to meet Eskimos, which is what the Greenlanders are. You know, you're going to be meeting people from far reaches of the the Atlantic, you know, Falklands, St. Helena. You know, these are vastly different cultures than your own. Talk to them, get to know them. And I suppose that must benefit yourselves in the Isle of Man side of things, not just from a sporting sense, but a non-sporting sense as well, because you start to learn a little bit about how they approach events like this and how their way of life fits around something like this as well. It's multicultural, it's international, and it's it's just... To try and take advantage of that opportunity, as, as, as Gary was saying, of just go out and just make sure that you, you, you try and learn about these other things. I think it's, sort of, it's got so many facets to it. Let's go back to um, the teams for a second. Now, as we speak, a couple of the teams have already announced their, their teams that they'll be taking to the Island Games, like table tennis and badminton. But with the other teams, there's still a, a few more things to get right in terms of selection. So if people are interested in hearing about that, when do you expect some of the teams may be announced going forward? I think towards the end of April, we have to enter the teams into a, a computerised database which manages the result service. So about two weeks before that date, we asked the teams to announce because we need to know and Guernsey needs to know. So that's about the time scale, about 12 weeks before the Games. And I'm not going to ask either of you to make any specific predictions here, but uh, in terms of the Alamans' chances of a good medal haul over at the Island Games, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you they can bring some good results back? Well, I, th- I think I'm very confident we'll get good results. We've, we've in the past shown that uh, we've, we've often topped the, the medal table and therefore I would expect that people are ex- uh, sort of going to be able to do the same again. But it's always difficult on the Channel <laughs> Islands, on their home turf, they will have the strongest teams possible, and they're always strong. On that being uh, Guernsey itself, I guess, in terms of the facilities that are available, obviously Guernsey, you know, is a, a small island nation, not too dissimilar to the Isle of Man, but seems to have a rich array of facilities to be able to host an island games. What have you made of the facilities that Guernsey have to, to, to host this event? They've always been good. I went there in 2003 and, you know, they hosted it no problem at all with similar numbers, about 3,000. They've upgraded some of their facilities. 
They've got everything. Very similar to us, but in a much more condensed space. And just a final question to, to both of you now, because, because of course you both cover different aspects of this, but... Uh... In terms of what's left to do now, yes, there is certain onus on, say, the, the, the teams as well to get their teams selected. But from your side of things, the logistics and everything, what what's still to come for you both? Well, we're, we're looking to assist our competitors who are making their own way. You know, we're taking um, some large vans full of kit, especially cycles, and we're facilitating with our ferry companies, both the Ironman Steam Packet, who are assisting financially with our teams, and Condor. The, uh, the Channel Ferry, who are also offering financial support. So it's just getting the, the vehicle details, uh, what's in them, uh, and what dates they're travelling. So there's all little bits and pieces that some of our competitors have still got to do. Thank you for having the stamina to make it to the end of the Manx Radio Sportscast. You're clearly someone who has their eye on the ball at all times. Want to hear more about the latest sporting news across the Isle of Man and much more? then might I recommend you take the plunge and subscribe to this series or a wide range of Manx Radio podcasts at your favourite podcast provider so that, in a flash, all of our finest moments take a winner's place on your smartphone. Thank you.